The views and opinions expressed on Deliberately Linked are entirely those of the host, who are completely responsible for all show content. These views and opinions are not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure in any way any kind of condition, or to promote any specific lifestyle, belief, religion, political affiliation, or personal practice. Nor is the information presented deemed to be accurate or verifiable. What is up, Deliberately Linked viewers? Lace them up and lock it in. Because on today's show, your death can have the greatest impact on your life and the lives around you. The question is, are you wasting it? We're entering into a world right now where a lot of people probably are going to get uncomfortable really quick. Um, because when you start talking about dying, some people are going to say well, that's very morbid, a morbid topic. Like, mm. I don't want to talk about that. And then for a lot of the people, it brings up a lot of fear and anxiety. Yeah, it's, it's def. I, Mark, I would consider this a controversial topic. Um, I think, yeah, I think in many cases it is. I think a lot of individuals, like you said, do get a ton of anxiety when they yeah. hear the word death, either based off uh, past experience or maybe something they're going through right now. I think here, here's, here's the thing, though, for all of our listeners and viewers. This is the way you have to approach this. So hang in with me here for a couple more seconds uh, before you click off and say, I don't want to talk about death. On this show, we discuss so much um, emotional, physical, and mental perspective and focus. Mm -hmm. And in all reality, all those things, whether it's goal setting, whether it's determination, um, whether it's, like we say, the wake you leave behind, all those can be amplified if you just recognize that my time here is limited. Mm. Okay. Which, in turn is addressing the fact that we're all going to die. Yeah, I mean, that's, there's, no, there's no way around it, Mark. Um, yeah. And like Mark said, guys, this, this show is such a uh, eerie topic in a way. I mean, it's no, who, who wants to sit here and talk about death? But Well, I do. I enjoy it. It's a great, I actually <laughs> like this conversation. I, so. I agree. I mean, I think it's a very interesting topic. But at the same time, I feel like as individuals, we are almost ingrained to deny or defy what death is it's it's one of those categories like everyone knows it's going to happen yeah but you just kind of push it to, toward to the side and you focus on focus on the now and I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad approach i think what can happen is if you don't focus on the the impact almost and, and the importance of the now and and truly your death all plays a plays a factor and a role into that at the end of the day um and and what kind of impact what kind of legacy per se are you going to leave well i think most of us get caught up in life i mean we just get caught up in life yeah um i, I don't want to say like zombie-esque because obviously it's it's not really completely accurate because i mean obviously we know what's going on around us and we're doing things but the reality is is we let life consume us and then we lose track of what impact are we making we lose we lose track of what it, not only impact on others but the impact on ourselves and it, and that is one of the challenges to when we talk about setting goals and remaining focused and all those things because we allow everything else to come in and influence that mm. and then that's what we get caught up in and i think that's where today's show uh kind of stops you we want to stop you in your tracks and we just want to really reel you in to understanding that your time here um is set no one no one survives death no one cheats death no one is immortal. Right. And so with that time, it's like, what are you going to do with it? And if you can put that kind of weight, I mean, that is a weight. If you can put that kind of weight 
onto your life and every day you're recognizing that I need to make an impact today because I don't know what tomorrow brings, right. then I think your life is going to be more fulfilled. Even with the thought of every day I'm going to start out motivated that today could be my last day. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as we dive deep into the show, Mark, I expressed to you before we even launched is I couldn't help myself think about how much, you know, our relationship, you know, being Christians kind of comes yeah. into this topic. Yeah. And, and, and don't let that scare you away because this is not just going to be a solely, you know, um, Bible beater, quote unquote, uh, conversation. But, you know, as, as believers, I think it's important to understand that God, first off, never intended death um, to be to really to be a thing. All right. To be to be present until sin came into this world until sin, until, you know, when, when God created the heaven and earth back, back in the book of Genesis, you know, it, the creation of, of trees and, and, and stars and plants and, and you name it was, was all just basically by the snap of his fingers. But when he, when he created mankind, you know, it's an area that he, he, he slowed down and spent specific time on. And, and, but, but through this, you know, sin came about mm-hmm. and, and, and it never really was Christ's intention but but because of this, because of sin, death now 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 is present. Because as we as we dive into this, I, I like to think of death if, of of our lives to to really never dying, and and life is we talk about everlasting, especially as Christians, guys. But there there's there's really two honestly, guys. It's black and white. There's two ways to go about it. You either you either live a life everlasting with Christ and that's heaven, right? Yeah. Or, or you die and, and that's hell and life. And you can't have one without hell. the other. You can't have one no, without the other. Yeah. If you believe in heaven, you believe in hell. If you believe, in, hell, you believe in heaven. Yeah. Um, but when, when I, I, I personally just understand it as when you go to hell, I mean, that, that's it, man. That's well, death. It's the eter- it's, eternal grinding and mashing of teeth. Think right. about that. There, yeah. There's no, there's no sun. There's no, there's no yeah. beauty behind it. Um, and so I just, I think as we talk about what death is, stop thinking of death, you know, you know, being immortal, but the ultimate destiny, like I said, is either heaven or hell. But I think the question is of ultimately of today's show is like, where's your heart at as you live on your day-to-day basis? Okay. I, and, and I kind of turning the page here of this topic, you know, <laughs> a lot of good people that I know. And again, it's not my call. It's not my judgment. But a lot of good people don't necessarily make it to heaven. All yeah. right? you can be you can be the sweetest guy or girl on earth, but that doesn't mean you're going to get this eternal, everlasting life, right, Mark? Yeah, absolutely. And and, and on the flip side, you know, narrows just, the gate and few enter. And just because yeah. you're a Christian, but your heart is not in the right place, and you're not living out God's grace, that doesn't necessarily grant you. Well, for, to everlasting for life. somebody who thinks about death on a regular basis, um, that doesn't trust me by no means. Does this make me an expert on the fact? Um, I just happen to think about it quite a bit. It plays a significant role in my life, mm-hmm. but I can, I've told people, and I know you've heard me say this, it, it has given me an amazing different perspective on what is important and what is not important. Yeah. Uh, and from my faith standpoint, it has given me an even better perspective on God's purpose for right. mankind, not just myself, for everybody. Uh, it really draws you into, 
I have a purpose and it's whether or not am I being, being obedient to that purpose. And right. that purpose always, no matter what it ever it is, whatever specific task it may be, it always comes back to how are we interacting with our fellow man? Yeah. Uh, how, how do we uh, treat them? How do we go in our daily habits with them? And honestly, we're in a sad state as a society. I mean, just a quick short tidbit this morning, like this morning I was getting gas before I came here. And there was a middle-aged woman who was trying to put air in her tires. And my first thought was, the way I was raised, to go over and say, hey, you want to give you a hand and do that. And then instantly I'm like, the minute I do that, it's going to be, why, you don't think I can? Oh, you just want to be a big manly right. man and tell a woman she can't do this? Right. And I'm like, and what it do? I was like, you know what, forget it. I'm just going to get in my truck and go to podcast. Really? Because I'm like, that's what it's come down to. And then the whole way I'm over here, I'm thinking, I should have just gone and done it and let her tell me off. Yeah. At least I know I did what I was supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, so it's like a catch-22. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like those are the emotions you go through. But for me, it's because I have this perspective of my time here is short and I need to impact anybody and everybody I come into contact with in a positive way. Yeah. And I didn't always have that. Yeah. It literally took um, staring death in the face to give me that perspective. No, Mark, I, I'm actually glad you kind of dove into this area because I'll, I'll be completely honest here, you know, as your, as your brother, um, man, sitting down writing, you know, this, some jotting some notes down for today's topic. I couldn't help get you off, obviously, off yeah. my mind. No, and, I get it. And I and I and I know this. This isn't an area like you. You don't really like to focus on and talk about. But I think it's important, you know, for myself, really, and and the listeners today, because unless you have really been in a true life or death situation, it, it's none of us are really capable to understand what the, what that means. I mean, unless you have sat in a doctor's office like you have and and have been told you have. X time to live. I mean, that is that is as real to me as it gets without facing the actual reality of death. And in writing and thinking about this topic of death, and I was like, you know, I, I, I think I, I got a few points to bring from, you know, my relationship with Christ. I think um, some research and studies that I've done offer some interesting insight, but truly there's, there's no one, unless you have Talk to someone that has died and done it again. So, I mean, Jesus is not, you know, literally present with us right now. Well, he is, but like, you know, physically, I mean? physically. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the next step to that is someone that has actually been told like, Hey, this is, this is it. Yeah, or and, had a near death experience, whether it be a car accident or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. But Mark, I, yours is, and you know, I almost look at those as, not as bad as your situation because mine's just like the cruel torture, slow death. You <laughs> that's know what, I mean? what it is guys. Yeah. And, and this, this <laughs> podcast obviously isn't about Mark's cancer, no. but it's got Mark's cancer. Or, Mark has said it before. It's, it's a gift from God and, it, yeah. and it's, it's no, uh, th there's no reason why, you know, we shouldn't talk about it, Mark. And, and obviously you sat in that doctor's office one day and, and you were told by that doctor and correct me if I'm wrong, that you had X years to live. And and they said, you know, this is this. Well, is they terminal. said you, they said you have a five to ten percent chance of making it twelve months. And that's mind-boggling to me. Yeah, oh, it's a slap in the face. I, like, I remember sitting there, and I, Heather was sitting on the other side of the room, and I'm sitting in this table, and I actually at this time, I the lady who was in there, she's a nurse practitioner, and she's fantastic. I love her to death. And you know, she's telling me the stuff. She's whispering it to me um, because the doctors hadn't told me yet. So she's like, you know, I just can't not tell you. She's like, I can't be in here and not tell you what I know. And so she's telling me. So she wasn't even supposed to. No. And so she's telling me, and I just audibly, um, which is against usually me, I just said, I just said, damn. I just said, damn. Because like, I didn't even know how to respond. Like, it was like, 
I don't know how to, I don't know how to describe yeah, it. Like, Cause then you start everything. It's just so many racing thoughts and then it's literally a, a daily punishment. But that's, that's kind of where we go to this conversation because somewhere in there, the page turned to where like, okay, this is what it is. Um, what do I do with it? And I've always kind of been a problem solver. So it's like, it's a problem I can't solve, but it's an equation I can work with. Okay. You know what I mean? And that's just kind of where, I mean, obviously, I mean, there's tons of tears, uh, tons of crying, tons of conversations, a lot of long, um, you know, uh, wordless conversations that you have looking at your children and your wife and all those moments and you still have them, um, you Mark, know, just those moments <clears throat> in time. But at any of, at any of those times when you were told this news, I mean, I don't I guess I don't know how you wouldn't believe it. You know, especially a, a professional doctor telling you this. Like, did you like? Was there ever a point in time where you like counting down the days? Like, oh I, no, I, every I anniversary. Yeah, like my anxiety would go through the roof every anniversary because then it was, you know, you have the twelve months. If we don't do anything, this is what's going to happen. If we do anything, then you have X amount of time to make it five years. Here's what the stats say. So then you you pass twelve months, and you know, because they're like you know twelve months if we don't do anything. So then you have all these treatment options. So then you get through 12 months and you're like, okay, so I made it through that. So then it's like, here's a percentage point and here's five years. So as you're drawing up to those, you're like, okay, is this going to happen? Mm-hmm. You know, is this, is it now? Or then you start going down all the um, like special moments with your children or with your wife, whether it's an anniversary right. or a birthday or, you know, whatever it is, milestones. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to get to see one more of these. Or is it, am I, am I going to get to watch Hallie go to school right. and then I'll die after I see her go to school? You know, there's all those things. It's like nonstop. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, that one was like where the doctor says something and you, and you hear it, but it was about six, seven months later, I was in and out of the hospital, um, you know, like nine, nine days over, uh, I don't know, two and a half week period. And it was one point in the hospital where I, I literally like I'm, Heather's in there. I'm in like the worst excruciating pain of my life. My dad's there. Uh, my best friend Brian is actually up at the hospital and everybody's like, okay, this is it. Yeah. Like it was that bad. <clears throat> wow. It was that bad. And I was like, I literally, I thought this is it. I'm never leaving here. Right. Um, so, I mean, yeah, but you, you have that. Um, how, how, sca- how scared were you? Uh, it's, it's a funny, weird feeling. It's not like fear for me. It's fear for them. It's, it's like the mm-hmm. oddest thing in the world. It's the most, it's, it's the first time I ever had true fear to a level um, of pain to where it wasn't my own. Right. Like I'm feeling all of those things, but it wasn't me. It was Heather. It was, you know, Jacob Shelby, Blake Cohn and Hallie. Um, it was my mom. It was my dad. It was all these other people that I'm like are going to be affected by my death. Right. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah. Uh, how this is going to affect so many other people. Cause like me, I'm gone. Right. You know, it's, my time's it's done. Out of your control. They're the ones that got to stay with it. Yeah. And it was literally in those moments where I really started changing my perspective, where really my thought and my focus changed. Yeah. Because I went from fearing how they're going to respond to saying, how can I help now with how they're going to respond? What kind of impact? Can yeah. You still well, and that's the, one of the first sermons I wrote was, what is the wake behind you? Yeah. One of the very first sermons I ever wrote was, what is the wake behind you? Because right. the first thought in my head was a boat crossing a lake, and it leaves that ripple effect, and it just right. gets wider and wider and wider. And I started, you know, and I, I'm not saying like I'm this famous person, but I see You're people famous. on a daily basis. <laughs> Google, and I, Google Mark Ryan. And I've coached lots and lots of kids, and, you know, all those areas, those, all those are all relationships in the fire department, all those people. Um, and, you know, it's, it's funny because you have to 
great catchphrases because everybody talks to you, and especially when they know you have cancer. They always come to say, how are you feeling? And so there's a question I got tired of answering very quickly. So I just I learned to say all the time, and I still say it now, is I have no complaints. Yeah. Why well, I used to work with a guy, he'd come all the time, like, look, man, I don't feel bad for you because we're all dying. Mm. He's also a Christian, though. Right. He so gets he it. gets it. He gets it. So he gets it. But he and I used to have some of the best conversations because yeah. we'd talk about it's not – it's not what is happening in our life. It's what are we doing with that? It's happening in our lives. And I think that's where this really comes up. Um, you know, our pastor spoke last Sunday, and he brought up some great points, and it kind of stoked this. And then really, um, my wife and I watched the new Fred Rogers, um, Mr. Rogers, for those of you who don't know who he is. It's an old TV show. We watched uh, the new movie about him yeah. with Tom Hanks. Yeah. And we're literally watching it, and I'm like, this dude's perspective on life <laughs> was impeccable. I know. I got to watch it. I mean, just from the way he treated people to the way he asked questions. He's such an active listener. Um, and he was just so involved. And I'm like, that, that is a man who is not living for the now. Right. But as Paul said, he's living for things above hmm. because he knew that his purpose here uh, actually had a purpose in heaven. And I think that's where this all comes down to. Well, it makes me think a lot about it. Again, guys, a, lot, a ton of stuff relate back to sports on this. Yeah. And, and, and how often do we hear as, as we talk about the topic of our impact and leaving a legacy when the day comes that, you know, we, we part from this earth, um, at least, you know, spiritually speaking, that, you know, these, these trophies and these achievements that you win, they, they, they all will just collect dust and, and sit on a shelf or get put in a box and stowed away in the garage or attic. And, and that, that is the importance, you know, of I think this topic is not necessarily the, the tangible achievements of what your legacy is. You yeah. know, we think of a lot of individuals that have amazing legacies and I, and I can name athlete after athlete after athlete. And a lot of them do replicate those achievements and that legacy that they created through the sport into their life. But that's the ultimate topic of today, guys, is putting those trophies and those achievements to the side and what kind of impact are we having on individuals' hearts? Because I can tell you what, those hearts are not collecting dust. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, well, it's, it's the things unseen. Right. You know, uh, and, 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 you know, I'll be the first one to say, I've harmed people, I've been harmed, I've loved people, and I've been loved. Yeah. Um, and those are the things that you hold on to forever, you know. Those are the things that you la- that last. Yeah. Um, you know, we've all gotten ribbons and trophies, and we've all done things, accomplished things. Um, but at the end of the day, it's what are those impact relationship impacts and how, how do those, you know, equate? Right. Um, you know, I look at some of the people that I've had the, the, the blessing to have worked with, um, to have coached in life and, yeah. and watch them succeed. And, you know, those are the things I think I'm probably most proud of. Um, right. You know, watching my children grow and, and watching decisions they make, very proud of those things because those are things that are then going to be passed on again. And that's where true immortality comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a great, great article from a guy named Jonathan Jong from uh, Coventry University, and he wrote this. And one of the things I love that he said, he said, reminders in death increase the desire for fame in children. Mm. They did, um, it was like 200 experiments on this questionnaire. And when, he, when I read that, I'm like, I'm like, fame in children? And then literally it made so much sense because that's where your immortality really rises. So fame, because obviously people don't forget about you. We still talk about actors and famous people have been dead for 100 years. Right. Um, and children, that's the living lasting legacy. And that is where uh, fleshly immortality rides. So in this question and questionnaire, when they start talking about death, those were the things that really escalated. Interesting. Because people knew this is something I can actually leave behind because I'm, I'm not going to make it. Huh. 
That's and it makes perfect sense. Yeah. When you think That's about fascinating. it. That's fascinating. I've yeah. never, I didn't look at it at all that way through yeah. this. Um, because it, I mean, it, it is, it's what we do on a daily basis. Um, and you know, I think everybody chases it. I think when we're young, I think most young people, you know, we felt invincible. Uh, you know, I remember as an athlete, I remember even as a young fireman, I felt invincible. I mean, yeah. I was paid to do very dangerous things right. and never one time did I worry about death. Mm. Like I go into some crazy places, still not worry about death. Yeah. I, I was, I felt completely trained and prepared and I felt right. invincible. Um, because that's not, that's not really the threat of death. For sure. It's, it's when, you know, you really sit down and understand that we are on a timeline and some is shorter and some is longer. I mean, it is, it is what it is. But when you really accept that we are all truly dying, that we all have time marks, that is what ultimately changes uh, your perspective on life. Yeah. Well, God obviously calls us all to be, you know, to not fear and to be strong and courageous yeah. in everything that we do. And, and I, but I think that's the comfort. You just said it, don't fear. And people say, well, how do you not fear death? Right. And, you know, for those of you who are not believers, um, this is something I would I'd actually challenge you to dive into because for those of who are believers, it's not that we don't have fear, but we yeah. also know that we have a living hope Right. that our time here is literally just a small tidbit to our time in heaven. Yeah, no, and I and I actually used to, I used to be at a point in time in my life, and I don't know if this is contradictory kind of what we're saying or not, but I used to be at a point in time in my life that I did not, I did not fear death because um, I, I, I w- I'm confident where I'm going yeah. after death. Yeah. But then on the flip side, I've recently had a epiphany, something changed in my life that where death, it's not like it is a, a daily thought of mine or even a weekly, monthly, or I don't even know, yearly, but there is a, a minor fear that <clears throat> I will not fulfill what God has called me to fulfill. Sure. And I know that's silly in the sense that God will call us home when, it, when it's when time. time. Yeah. You know, and, but at the same time, I feel what God is doing in my life. I, I am working to glorify Christ and what I do in my life, but I fear that, that day of death, that almost of a disappointment. That sure. It's... To, to Brother, me, trust me, life... we're all going to go stand in front of them, and we're going to have our list of disappointments. <laughs> well, there's there's plenty of sins, yeah. That I, I, I know the I, line's going to back I, up behind me. It's going to be <laughs> like a seventy seventy one jam in downtown Columbus. Right. Yeah, but I I almost have this pressure, and I don't know if this is good or bad, but this it this life this life is a race in the sense of yeah, um, in, in the sense that what kind of, this life is a race, and how much my my goal is, and you know I, I'm a competitive individual. How much impact? Can I personally have on this on this earth of ours that glorifies Christ? Yeah, but see, I think that I think that's where this applies. I mean, like if you're listening, and you're like, "Okay, this show's like definitely out there for this crew," because you know, usually <laughs> we're talking about you know entrepreneurship right. and mental fortitude. This directly applies to it's that. It applies to everything because guys. you know, if if you're a parent, you apply this with your own reality and how you impacting your families and your spouse and those around you and workplace or school, whatever. If you're an entrepreneur, you need to look at your business and say, yeah. you know, what kind of following do I have on social media? Right. What, what kind of impact do I have with my customers? Can that be bigger and better and greater? Mm-hmm. You know, right. uh, and, and if you're just a simple individual, you know, the people you counteract with every single day, whether it's a team, if you're a high schooler, what impact am I having? Correct. And I will tell you this. If you struggle with focus and if you struggle with goal setting, it's still early in 2020. And if you're wondering, why am I not reaching, you know, onto all those New Year's resolutions I made? Well, I'll tell you, change your focus. Yeah. Live each day like it's your last day. I promise you, yeah. you will find more encouragement. And that's and that brings up an interesting topic as well. And, you know, I've thought a lot about this, you know, post-death of Kobe Bryant. And, and, I, and I, this drives me crazy because as a society – 
when someone, I don't know, that has a s- certain status, when an influencer of someone dies, yeah, constantly the world goes into this panic of like, oh, you know, guys, we're fortunate to be here. Let's start living yeah. life. And it's like... It's a very short fad thing. It, it is. Yeah. And it's just like this fad of, of, of a sort. And it's just like, why, why does it take a death of someone that we watched on TV to make us to help us start changing the perspective of our life. Well, we always say in the fire service that we don't change anything until someone dies. Right. Why? Like every massive change in the fire service practices is honestly based upon the death of a fireman. It always, and I don't know why, I don't know why it does it that way. It's, it's that natural, whether it's, you know, people are going out there to try to defend why they were doing what they were doing, or, you know, if it's clean up for, we made a mess and now we got to fix it. Yeah. It's just natural response. And it's horrible. It is. It, it just, I, to me, it, we, we as individuals are wasting our time, I think, in a lot of areas of our life. If it well, takes we underva- someone to we die, undervalue ourselves. And we take things for granted. Yeah, we, we undervalue um, ourselves as individuals, and we undervalue the blessings and gifts that we have. Yeah. We undervalue them, um, you know, because we're all equipped to do great things. I think wh- what happens is, is you get so caught up into fame that you assume that I'm not making an impact because I'm not famous, right. whether it's via social media or TV or whatever it may be. And the truth behind that is, is there is no such thing as a small gift. There is no such thing as a small impact. Yeah. If you impact one individual, then your impact is huge. Right. You know, um, and, and, and I, I, lo- I like what you said there, Mark, because so many individuals, I think it's very common as a culture to feel that, oh, we don't have this falling or we're, we, we don't yeah. have this um, prestige level. So we're not called to impact or we're yeah. not called to change lives. And man, I, I definitely, you know, I know a lot of y'all don't know my mother, but she is um, one of the least famous persons. Obviously, I know she's just a regular old. Yeah, she's you know, a mom. mom. She's, she's a fantastic, she's fantastic mom, but, but she's a mom. But I think of her as an individual that she, I would put her up with some some prestigious people of yeah. impact that she has had on individuals yeah. lives and and mark talks about it's not, it's not a necessarily about quantity but the quality of impact yeah it's, well i i teach a class at church you know very well and it's all about shape and design it's about discovering your gifts and skills and i always i always tell people this because you get so many people in there and some people have these grand ideas and some people have these very small ideas right and i tell them they're all equally as important mm-hmm. to the end game and, I, and one of the examples I use is, you know, I spent, I've spent many days at the James, you know, by myself. Um, and there's just times where you feel like you're just hopeless. And these women put together these, <laughs> they look like little coasters. It's like a four by four piece of uh, fabric. Okay. And they just sew verses in them. Hmm. Cool. They sew Bible verses in them. And they leave them over there. And they're just called prayer rags. Prayer rags. And so it's like you, you walk up and you grab one of those and you go yeah. into your room and it just... It's just that little reminder yeah. that there's something bigger. And it's like, is is that super impactful? Are they selling on eBay and Amazon? And are they making multi or they weren't on, you know, Shark Tank making right. multi-million dollars over these prayer cloths and prayer rags? No. But the impact is ginormous. Yeah, but it's not about the dollars, you know. It, it's it's the impact is ginormous. Yeah. So if you focus on the impact, everything that's supposed to come with it will come with it. Right. Um, but I think even as a personal thing accepting one's mortality and accepting that it is very real and you don't know when it's going to be completely changes you Mm -hmm. and it allows you not to waste the time you've been given. I know one thing I pray about every day is how thankful for I am the time that he's given me since my diagnosis. For sure. Um, 
and I, I could have been gone early. I could have been gone later. I've, I've had people that I know are very close to me that were diagnosed um, right around me and they're already gone. Um, and it's, it's not, it's not fair in many cases, but I still try to make sure that I'm having that impact on a daily basis, not just for me, but for everybody else, because I don't want to waste the time that I do have. Mark, do you think it holds you accountable? To very you, much so. To live out. Very much God's so. Plan. I'm very, I'm very, um, hard on myself yeah. when it comes to that. Do you, do you feel, you know, maybe this is probably a question who could answer this, but do you feel like if you didn't change your ways, because I know you've talked about coming no, closer I don't think to God, Christ. I don't think Christ is, I don't think God's petty like that. Um, you don't think so? No, it, it would literally be one of those things where it's self-punishment because you wasted the opportunity. Yeah. I don't think he's going to say, well, you're not doing it, so boom, it's over. That's not how our God works. Um, yeah, but he also calls us to be obedient. He does call us to be obedient. But where that obedience and where that accountability is going to happen is at the gate. For sure. It's not going to happen here. No, I agree. Yeah. I like that. That's good. That's interesting. I mean, yeah, Mark, I, uh, <laughs> buddy, I know you, I know you hate talking about this. Oh no, I, it doesn't I, bother me. I just don't like being the focus. Right. Exactly. But it's just such a, even Ashley brought it up. She's like, are you going to talk about Mark's? You know, you know why? That's because Ashley likes to cry. <laughs> she Ashley does. likes to cry. She does. Yeah. She's listening to this right now. Just smiling right now in the gym, probably. Um, no, Mark. And I, one area of this, this topic that we've kind of already touched on, but I think it's important as the listeners and not because if you are a believer, believers think that they're better than, better it's than not anybody. That. Yeah, and, and, it's not but that. I, one, one area that scares me and, and I, and I touched at the beginning of the show here, individuals walking around being a good person. Cause Mark, I can't tell you how many people I have freaking met and it'll just naturally come up in conversation. And it, even if we're talking about someone else, let's say we're talking about X person. And I'm like, oh, yeah, if it comes up in conversation, are they a believer? No, but, man, they're a really good person. Yeah. And that, that, that bothers me. And I think it's scary to, to think about that so, many, well, that so many people are spiritually dead. And I think a lot of individuals walking around on this earth today are essentially already dead because they are not living for and having their heart in the right place yeah. if that makes sense well i think i think it, honestly it's a podcast a whole another separate podcast because the b number one question is is why correct yeah why why do you choose to live this you know grace-filled life where you're just this ultra kind person and you're willing to help anybody and sacrifice for yourself for so many other people but yet you so much discount you discount the purpose behind it why you know what I mean? And yeah. there's lots of reasons, whether they had a bad experience, whether um, they've been harmed in the past, or whether they just don't know. They don't know enough. Um, which, is, which is okay. This isn't supposed to be calling anybody yeah. out, obviously. Yeah. But it's, it goes back to what we are talking about now. We're talking about purpose, and we're talking about impact, and we're yeah. saying, that's fantastic, but imagine the impact you could be having. Right. Yeah. And that's a, a lot of uh, individuals out there. And, and I've probably been here at a time in my life where I have strayed away from my faith. Now, I've never been a non-believer, but individuals out there could argue the fact that well, we are making an impact. And, they are. And, and you are, but yeah. is it is it for the right reason or the wrong reason? I don't know if that's for me to or judge. Is it, or at the end of the day, is it, is, it the, is it the impact that is really ultimately meeting that, uh, that obedience, yeah. that call to us? No. Right. And, it's and, not. And it's I, not you're not. You may not be misleading people. But at the same time, you're not leading them either. Correct. And yeah. obviously, Christ causes us to um, not only glorify him, but basically lead people to yeah, the early absolutely. gates, baby. And that's what it's all about. 
And I, and you know, I've, I've expressed to you about some individuals in my, in my inner circle, especially through business that have huge following or have huge yeah. impacts that yeah. own certain businesses. And it's, it's scary the type of impact that they, they could have, that they could have in, in such a positive way, but individuals aren't capitalizing on it guys. And I, I you know, listeners, viewers, that's, that's the whole purpose of this show is to almost give ourselves a wake up call, a reality check. And, and I, and and I know I said that, you know, it's unfortunate that a death of a, of a certain icon has to happen for us to do that. And maybe a, a podcast shouldn't have to happen for us to, to, to wake up. But I think too many times when someone does pass of, of a certain status, it is just like, oh, be thankful for our life. And I, and I think the, the deeper part of the show. Life is short. You always hear life is short. Yeah, life yeah, is no so kidding. short. No ki- yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but at the same time, this, the, and Mark just said it right there. This is a reminder that life is not short if you live it in the right facet. Life is forever. Life is eternal. So living our life for, for Christ, right? Living out his glory, living out his plan. The, the day that your body sits in the ground and rots in the ground. If your spirit is accepted into heaven, you you are living a life. If you thought your life was good now, baby, just freaking wait. Oh, sure. Well, and I think too, I think, you know, the people I deal with on a regular basis always come to me and they're like, I just don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what my purpose is. And the problem with that statement is, is you either don't actually approach it or it gets deep really quick. Because honestly, the first thing you have to do is, is you have to bring them, um, you have to honestly bring them in touch with their mortality. Right. Because once you can come into touch with your immortality, the very first thing that happens is you change your perspective on life. And once your perspective on life has changed, then purpose is so much easier. Yeah. Because you let go of all the BS. You let go of all the BS. You let go of all the things that don't matter. You let go of all the things having a negative impact on you. You let go of all the things that you're constantly worrying over that really aren't necessary. And you grasp on to those things than your life that are meaningful and the people in your life that are meaningful and the things that provide you joy. And once you grasp onto those things, purpose becomes very self-evident because those things that are important to you and those things that provide you joy, I promise you directly align with your gifts. And once you can just focus on those, then you can see that and then you can use those gifts to have a greater impact on other people. So you've impacted your way in a a great way because you finally have cleaned out the closet per se in your own life. And now that you've done that, you've made room to be able to share that with other people. And that is why uh, uh, accepting one's mortality is so important because the hardest thing for a lot of us is perspective. You know, it's like, what is our goal setting? Why are we focused on this? Why is this a goal? What are we doing with this? That perspective right there brings in a lot of other things as to who am I doing this for? What am I trying to gain? Where in turn, if our perspective is uh, revolved around, I'm doing this with the purpose of, we already know all those answers. And we know on those days where it's time to grind and the days where we need to, the days where we need to sacrifice, it's easier to do and commit to that because we know what the purpose behind it is. No doubt. It makes it so much easier. Yeah. I mean, when you're in the kitchen till 2 a.m. Right. And it sucks. Yeah. For everybody listening, that doesn't mean it's not, you're not going to have the times of suck. It's going to happen. For sure. But even when it sucks, you have that in the back of your head saying, this is why. Yeah. You know, I'm here because of this. Well, God says it. I mean, and I I don't have the verse right. I'm horrible at (laughs) reciting scripture. But basically, God what God calls us to, he will prepare us for. 
Well, God call he he qualifies those he calls. He doesn't call the qualified. That's it. That's what I was trying no, to say. It's, Thanks, Mark. It's, no, it's exactly right. <laughs> no, and but but this also goes back to your favorite C.S. Lewis. Uh, wow. Um, C.S. Quote. Yeah. yeah. C.S. Lewis quote about not really thinking of yourself less. Correct. You know what I mean? We're not. You're not. You're not diminishing yourself in this. You're actually building yourself up in this. Yeah. Um, as a byproduct of trying to have a greater impact on others. And it does. It starts with, and for a lot of people, that's so backwards thinking, but it starts with understanding that my time is limited. So you need to maximize your time. No one knows what tomorrow brings. I say it all the time. Uh, It's no different than why do you tell your kids and your family you love them every day? Or why do you do the little things that you do? It's because no one knows what tomorrow brings. You never never get to take things back. You want to make sure you set them before you go. Um, It just... It's a, it's a whole other level of perspective well, Mark, I think a lot of people should grasp onto. What you said is, is we kind of brushed over, and it's so <clears> important <throat> because it's it's kind of within another topic of this topic, but the the importance to understand that it's, it's very um, misguided or misled or misunderstood, I should say, that if you were f- fulfilling, if you were fulfilling God's plan, which if, you know... We if all you, try to We do. all try to. Yeah. If, you, if you think you are fulfilling God's plans, it's... So many individuals think that, oh, you, you, you got it easy. And, and I think I, I back up to what you said in the kitchen, guys. Just because you are living out God's plan, like Mark said, does not mean this no. is going to be easy. And, and, that's, and that's so <clears throat> But it doesn't guarantee its success either. No, it doesn't. And, and I, I'm a firm believer that God, God will implement things in our lives that, you know, will be a stepping stone to, to maybe something else. Yeah. But, I mean, I think about... What God's plan well, for you will always come with a side order of failure. For sure. Always. Always, no doubt. Yeah. But it, it's how you want to respond. It's how you look at it at the yeah. same time. But I think about us in the kitchen. Obviously, you, you know me. I'm not a cook. But again, God prepared us for, for what we are called to do, right? And, and I think of, and as we sit in the kitchen until 2 in the morning at times, <laughs> I mean, I'm screaming out. It's just Ash and I cleaning, doing whatever. Yeah. I'm like, this place is a prison. Yeah. Like, I will, like, commonly say that. And, like, everyone's just like, Josh, Well, and sometimes know. what he calls you to do is something you honestly don't enjoy. No. I've I've lived that season. But it's the sacrifice to yeah. know if you are fulfilling God's plan. It's it's that feeling, guys. I And that's one of those things that we were talking about. You can't really know unless you've been in a situation like Mark's, that feeling of, you know that you are fulfilling God's plan, at least at this at a present time. That feeling is so just gratifying in those times of suck. They, they make it so worth it, and it's just so much easier well, to understand. I don't know if I should say fortunately. I don't know if that's the right term. I've had the opportunity to have many conversations with um, terminally ill people, obviously, yeah. um, like myself, because we relate to each other. The conversations that I have had with other individuals like myself who are terminal diseases are unlike any conversation you'll have with another human being. No doubt. Um, Can't imagine. They are, they are so in-depth, like your thought process, it's, it's hard to explain. Yeah. Because I can sit here and talk to all the listeners and viewers all day long, and unless you've, you, you're in the same boat as I am, it's, it's not going to completely relate um, it's not, it's not going to really kick you. I mean, you can feel sorrow and pain and all those things, but you're not actually going to understand the level. But when I sit down or if I'm at the James or if I'm at the Morehouse or whatever, and you're having a conversation with another patient who's gone through the same therapies, has had the same diagnoses, um, that conversation is just completely different because perspective, yeah. um, the little things, you know, I'm telling you, man, I've cried more in the last eight years than probably I ever have in my life still do. Um, you know, I think at times of, balling my eyes out watching my son hit his first triple right 
those are all real emotions that come back now. Just thinking yeah. about it. Um, you know, watching my kids get their license, all those things. It's the little things in life that add so much joy that we take for granted on a regular basis. And that's because we have not accepted um, our mortality. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, I want to leave you guys with a verse. This is in Revelation 21, 4. He says, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. And guys, as we conclude this episode, I think it's, it's, it is clear that, you know, death is not always the most enjoyable topic to talk about, but it's an area in all of our lives that <laughs> will come at some point in time. Yeah. Um, and there's a positive side to it. In times that we maybe see it coming in, in, in either our lives or our loved one's lives or at times where it's unexpected. But I, I, I read you something today as, as I was finishing up preparing for this podcast pen to paper just wouldn't stop flowing and I kind of put something into words to just really summarize and wrap up what the meaning I get I guess of mortality is to myself and I think a lot of us hopefully can relate so when the day comes the day you breathe your last breath what will you be known for on this earth if you are fortunate enough to live out your parents with a smile down on you Will your spouse you live out the quality will, you, will your spouse live out the qualities you carried because they are so damn strong that your work ethic, love, and faithfulness needed to be carried out? Do your kids start doing things that have never been done before because mom or dad did it? What about the individual you spoke to at the market or at a high school event? Is your impact so great a piece of them hurts when they hear you passed? Are you so confident in your philosophies and achievements that any heart you come in contact with changes something for the better after you pass? Are the values you live by on a day-to-day basis maybe values that someone else lived by and you were just trying to carry those out? If so, think about how this has impacted your life. Your dad's work ethic was so great that you lived your life in honor of him. Or your mom's compassion was so contagious you just had to share it. And if not, why haven't you been living out someone's legacy? Is it because you have none to emulate? And that's all right. Are you ready for someone to live out yours? Because your kids are watching. Your coworkers that have no one to turn to and that looks up to you so much is carrying out your legacy as we speak. The truth is, everyone will leave a legacy. The question is, what kind of legacy will you leave? Mark and I just challenge you all today to start living intentional. Be intentional about the life you live. Structure your life in a manner that will help you achieve your purpose and greatest successes.